Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of AWM Insights. I'm your host, Eric Averill, and I am joined as always by my co-host, older brother, Brandon Averill, certified private wealth advisor and the co-founder of AWM. Brandon, welcome to the show. Exciting times in the market. I mean, this is absolutely wild uh, what we're experiencing. And I also think it's uh, one of the best teachable moments for investors. And, and the reason I say that is through the close of the market uh, this previous Monday, the 23rd, the S&P 500 was down 34%. And I think the general sentiment around investors was is like, is this thing ever going to stop falling? And a lot of emotion was, was around that. And so I know there were high tensions, people asking, should we take our money out of the markets and, and ultimately trying to, to time it in one situation? But then we see this reverse course. Over the next three days, uh, the market would bounce back more than 17%. Going on record is the biggest three-day gain since 1931. Um, and today, we're recording this podcast on the last day of the quarter. And uh, the trailing five-day performance is a positive 7.37%. And uh so as today, the markets have already reclaimed 50% of the temporary decline. Um, so it has me asking, and I think a lot of other people asking, Brandon, is can we confidently claim that last Monday was the bottom? And uh, does it actually matter if it was or wasn't? Eric, it's a great question. I'm hearing it uh, a lot as well. And I would say that uh, can we confidently say it's the market bottom? Absolutely not. I don't think there's anyone out there that can... Uh, reasonably make that assertion. If they are, they're probably kidding themselves. Um, and to the question of ultimately, does it matter? Uh, again, the answer is probably not. Um, yes, it would matter if we had a predictable way of, of knowing that that was the market bottom. Uh, if that was the case, right, we would probably have seen much bigger increases because everybody would be flooding into the market uh, if you had confidence of knowing knowing that. So, when we look at all the evidence um, and kind of take that assumption, knowing, hey, we got no shot to, to understand whether this is the market bottom or not, uh, we turn to the data. And I thought this was really helpful. This is a good uh, exercise that we work through. Um, but it was really, what's the impact of timing of the market? So let's assume we were the worst uh, market timer of all time. And, and we... Uh, decided to invest our money on average at, at all-time highs. Uh, what, is, what do those returns look like if we put all of our money uh, into the market at all-time highs? And what we find is on average, one year later, uh, your return would have actually on average been about 13.3%. Uh, and then five years later, it would have been about 8.7%. So, you know, one good observation there is uh, even at all-time highs, you're still having a positive investment experience. Uh, if you were lucky enough to have some model to actually invest uh, on average when the market had declined 20%, uh, we compare that and your one-year average return would be about 14.2% and five years would be about 11.8%. So uh, certainly higher uh, and we would expect that, right, if we're, if we're investing when markets uh, have declined. But I think the good observations from this are two, that on average, in both scenarios, we had positive investment returns. Uh, and the second thing that is that on average, between the two, we're right in line with market averages over time. So 
at the end of the day, the good news is we don't have to try to figure out when the market bottom is because it's darn near impossible, uh, if not impossible. And, you know, if we are just invested and we continue to be in the market, uh, we're going to get something close to market averages return. So, you know, we kind of go back here at AWM that, you know, is is today a good day to be invested in the market? Uh, generally, the answer is absolutely yes. Brandon, that's uh, that's fantastic information. And what, one of the things that stood out to me was your emphasis on let's go back to the data. Uh, what does the evidence say? And the reason I think that's so important is during crisis times, one of the most dangerous side effects that we see is now everybody's both a medical expert and a financial expert, right? In this uh, coronavirus conversation, you, all it takes is popping on social media and everybody's offering an opinion and, it, and it's scary. It could be devastating. I know I live here in Arizona and unfortunately, after uh, President Trump had just made a comment about potentially using uh, malaria type medicine, some people self-diagnosed and uh, sadly ended up uh, killing themselves. And while uh, that might be an extreme when it comes to your financial advice, we're seeing the same thing, right? Is whether it's, you know, hey, Delta Delta can't go down this much and now's the opportune time to, to buy the individual equity or, you know, we had a, a surgeon uh, providing advice on whether they should buy Exxon. And so what, what's happening is you're having all of these amateurs come along and offering advice uh, when in reality, you should be asking the question of who should I trust when making financial recommendations and who is credentialed and you know who really has this fiduciary obligation to your family. And so we just highly encourage people to take a step back during this time and make sure that you know the people you are taking advice from have the uh, you know the credentials and the expertise in doing what's in your best interest. And so, uh, Brandon, w one question that we covered on a previous podcast is, what is this value of real expertise uh, that comes from an advisor? Is something that you could share with us of the type of value that, in, uh, that a qualified expert should be providing to you during these times? Yeah, fantastic question. You know, I laugh at the uh, at the example of the medical doctor uh, giving financial advice. I think a lot of our listeners here, a lot of our clients, right? You're experts in your fields, and it's it's almost laughable uh, to for the athlete, right? For for me to hey, just because I played a little pro ball, I'm going to jump in there and and uh, hit Degrom's slider, right? Uh, that's just not that's kind of funny. And or if I'm going to hop in there and perform a hip surgery. Uh, it's equally kind of laughable, but for some reason, everybody becomes a financial expert during these times. And I guess it makes sense. You know, we're looking for confirmation from people uh, that we trust. Uh, but really when we turn and look where the value comes, uh, the value comes from taking the data again, right? And using a systematic approach to make financial decisions. And so uh, one thing that we've turn to and we've referenced previously on this uh, on this podcast is opportunistic rebalancing um, and really having a systematic approach. So sharing with you guys, you know, this happened to us uh, over the last week. So last Friday uh, and Monday, we actually had our tolerance bands and our models hit. And thankfully, we've implemented a, a systematic uh, way of, of taking advantage of that information. Uh, when our target 
allocations move in most cases 20% off of their target allocations, then we go through a systematic approach of bringing those uh, accounts and allocations back in line with what our targets are. You know, I'm not going to stand here and say that we were so good to have called what at least appears to be the bottom for the short term period on Friday and Monday to implement these. I mean, uh, that was definitely luck. Uh, we'll be the first to admit that. But uh, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And we were very fortunate to have the systematic approach uh, in place. So basically, if you take a 60 40, uh, 40% fixed income or bonds and 60% equity, what had happened is our equity allocations had declined with the rest of the market. Um, and they hit that 20% tolerance band. So we were able to then uh, go into action and, and go ahead and sell some of that uh, fixed income, some of those bonds that had increased in value and bought some of the stocks that had declined in value. Uh, and Fundamentally, what ended up happening is we were able to buy those stocks on, on Friday and Monday when the markets appear to, at least for the time being, hit that that bottom. So uh, a really good uh, example of having that process in place and the market went on to take off. So now we're sitting in a pretty good position for the wealth creation for for clients in our accounts. Brandon, thanks for uh, for sharing that. You know, and I know it's hard to quantify those type of things, but Vanguard had done a, a study previously that that uh, that uh, intelligent rebalancing adds uh, about a half of a percent of annualized return to a portfolio. So, uh, which is meaningful over the long term. And so, really appreciate you sharing that. And so, listeners, uh, we appreciate your guys's attention. Uh, we know that these are tumultuous times, but uh, we encourage you to control what you can control. Stay focused, stick to the long-term plan, and we will join you guys on another episode of AWM Insights next week.